Welcome to the Making Your Mondays Feel Like Fridays, the Irvin Lawway podcast. Your host is Leslie Peters, the guy with the girl's name, and yes, he's sticking to it. This is a podcast where we help reshift and pursue happiness and purpose by living every day with the same enthusiasm we have on Fridays at the end of the workday. Well, another Friday, another edition of the Urban Law Show. What's up, Charles? How you doing, man? Good, man. It's Friday. Uh, glad to be live with everyone. It's a beautiful day outside today, Liz. It is indeed. It is indeed. And uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, let you lead the way for a little while as I work. I know we have a special guest that's joining us, so I'm trying to help her get connected. So she'll be joining us shortly. So why don't you open it up and kind of kind of talk? I'll see if I can get her situated and uh, we'll be back in a second. Well, in today's news, the legislature for Mississippi is meeting in order to determine how the funds that are allocated to Mississippi are spent, meaning they're trying to put a limit on what the governor can do with the $1.2 billion that has been appropriated. So everyone stay tuned to that because that could have ramifications around the state for how that money is spent and who is actually a part of the decision-making team. Uh, Other news, the second round of funding from the Small Business Administration, SBA, is well on the way. Um, We have... Hey. 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 (laughs) Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Now I can't hear y'all. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So we have Miss Jordan here to talk to us today. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, let me Y'all let me let laugh. me see. <laughs> this is what you call on the fly. We are having all kind of um, audio problems. So you, she can't hear us, um, I hear but you. we can hear her. I, can, I can't hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. All I right. don't know. Yeah. I, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. Call Let's see. Yes. Go ahead, Charles. I'll be back in a minute. Let me see if I can get her mic'd up. Do you want to huh? call my office? Yes. Okay. Three six two. <laughs> well, don't Four. give everybody your office number. We on live. I'm gonna text you. Yeah. I'm gonna text you the number. So uh, the. Yeah, that's good. The okay. joys, the joys of live broadcast. Uh, as I was saying earlier, uh, the second round of funding is well on the way. Uh, as a result, everyone needs to make sure that they have all their documents and everything on file with their bank, so that you can be in the queue to receive funding for your small business. Uh, quite a few of our clients have already been funded, uh, but there are some that are still waiting uh, on approvals. Uh, that money will likely just show up in your account. Uh, It's my understanding that most banks are eager to help because they're pulling down 1% on each successful transaction. Uh, Other news. Hmm. I'll wait until Audre and Leslie get back to dive deeper into uh, coronavirus and what's going on. But I will say, I will point out, that uh, <clears throat> the largest spike in Mississippi was today, 300 plus new cases. So everyone be mindful because it's my understanding that the state is 
is uh, opening up. <clears throat> I did see some people at various restaurants today uh, when I went out for lunch. So make sure you're practicing social distancing because we're still not out of the woods, no matter what the orders are coming from our state government. Um, Mayor Lumumba here in Jackson, Mississippi, has extended the shelter in place. Uh, and as we know, those of us with children, should, the schools are still closed, although they're now kicking around start dates and how that will work. Uh, for the colleges and university, those start dates are, are likely going to be distance learning start dates. So stay tuned to the educational space and your governmental space because you've got money that's going to be uh, being circulated and you need to know what those dates look like so that you can plan accordingly. Um, in other news, hmm, I guess while I'm waiting on them, I'll talk about pop culture since Leslie always tries to jump in and take away my talk about my love for television. My favorite show thus far throughout the pandemic, Money Heist, without a doubt. Uh, four part series. It has been renewed for a fifth part uh, on Netflix. And if you are not familiar with Money Heist, it's basically a group of very smart and colorful thieves who put together a plan to print their own money inside of <laughs> inside of a bank in Spain. And then they go back in and do it all over again for various reasons. I won't spoil it for you in case you're interested in watching that. Uh, other television shows, the sixth season of Bosch on Amazon Prime is going strong. Uh, great production value. Uh, and they have the best, to me, they have the best cinema photography uh, on television, especially from Harry Bosch's crib up in the hills in Hollywood. Uh, and they do a good job of doing, for those of you who like restaurants or foodies, they highlight a lot of the lesser known bars and, and, and restaurants in the Los Angeles area. So give that a, a good look. Um, what else is going on? It's been a busy week here at the office. We've done some teleconferences with the courts. I've actually been in live court. I've never stopped going to court um, throughout the pandemic. It's just been with different protocols depending on the jurisdiction. Uh, so we've been trying to stay safe, but still service clients the entire time. Uh, I guess since they are working out the technical issues, I can't see on the other side. Leslie has the control board and he's missing. So what else would I like to talk about? <clears throat> I had an interesting question about cast iron skillets after last week's show. So any of you who cook with cast iron, put some of your top tips into the uh, comment section and I'll get Leslie to put them up where I can see them and we can talk shop on that. Um, I've had the same cast iron skillet that I use. I can cook just about anything in it. I've been cooking in that same skillet for over um, 18 years. Uh, you can cook anything in the oven, on the grill, on the stove, 
just need to make sure that it's prepped properly to begin with, coated and sealed. And there are various methods that you can you can use to do that. Uh, YouTube is a great resource for that. <clears throat> um, that's television. That's cooking. I hadn't cooked anything uh, tremendous here in a minute, uh, but maybe this weekend I'll cook something. Uh, I was thinking about doing some type of seafood pasta. So if you have a, a recipe for uh, seafood pasta with, with some type of white cream sauce, shoot it to me and I'll do my own personal twist on it. And maybe I'll report back on it next Friday. Also, music-wise, what have I been listening to? Um, Donald Byrd, John Coltrane, uh, I actually listened to Earth, Wind, and Fire live record. It's uh, a two-album uh, set. Great sound quality. Feels like the crowd is right there with you. Um, very good. Very good. So I'm also taking recommendations uh, for trips. And what I mean by trips Everybody has a list of things that they're going to do when they come off a pandemic. One of the things that I want to do is go diving for old jazz records somewhere across the country. So if you know of record stores that have a good jazz selection, please drop them in the comments and maybe I'll put together a short video blog or something like that for uh, that trip. And maybe we get together a group trip and go diving for records. Uh, I actually had a, a super find a couple of weeks ago um, out in Clinton. I bought 55 different records from Danny Hathaway to Miles Davis. And in that, in that dive, there were five Blue Note albums that were in very good condition so i see leslie is back i'm planning trips with the group i'm, I'm talking <laughs> cooking and uh i was gonna save some of the uh more pressing matters for when you all made it back on uh was miss jordan able to connect or no well we're, we're still working on that man but you know I, I i heard you over there and it's tough when you got you used to having your partner in crime <laughs> you yeah. solo you don't have that banner back and forth, but we're working through it. We have some great information she has. That just tells me that whatever it is in the atmosphere, it doesn't want us to get that information out. And so we're just going to keep working through it until we can get her on here so we can get that information out because she does have a lot of great information to share. And so we're going to keep pressing and keep being persistent, which is one of the same things we tell our customers, our clients, is the obstacles are gonna always come. Oh yeah. You you, you guys gotta keep pushing through. <clears throat> so do you remember do you remember 10th grade year? We had a try how wide meeting at the Mississippi Rural Center. And yeah. uh, one of the one of the words for that meeting was obstacles. <laughs> and I kept raising my hand saying, No, it's obstacles. Hey. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Can you hear us? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get this Corona party started. All right. <laughs> All right. 
Leslie, before we jump into Ms. Joy's piece, do we have any comments? Because I can't see. I've been talking about a whole range of things. <laughs> you do. Um, Y'all going to have to catch me up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This Can is what. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't hear Leslie. <clears throat> He's choked up. He's reading the comments. Uh, oh, okay. My sister says that my mama taught me well. I'm assuming she's talking about cooking with that cast iron skillet. Uh, I was saying you can cook just about anything in a cast iron. As long as you have fire of some or heat of some kind, you can cook in mm -hmm. cast iron. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you are a cook, Andre, or not, but cast iron is one of my favorite things to cook with. Listen. I, um, it's one of my favorites too. I can cook really well. Okay. At least I think I can. And I've, I've yeah. had people say, you know, I'm, you know <laughs> say that I can. So yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the the folks well, you know, tasting it. Look, I hear y'all talking about cooking. I just started an intensive, uh, deliberate action in the month of May. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drop 12 pounds in the month of May. 12 pounds in 31 days. That's what I'm doing. Hey, just simple stuff, basic stuff. So I got the yeah. challenge going on in the house. So, you know, my daughter doesn't believe me. My wife looking at me with the side eye, but it's going to happen. Because, you know, when I get my mind set on something, I'm going to make it happen. So I'll join, I'll join you on that challenge. How about All right. I'll take this. See, I'm, at, Liz, well, I'm choking because I'm drinking this. I don't know what Leslie's challenge is because right now we're having a baby face and Teddy Riley moment. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. But you know what? We have we have overcome that challenge. And so that's yeah. good to say. I'm I'm drinking, I'm over here choking because I'm drinking this celery juice or whatever this is, this green juice. But hey, it's an acquired taste, but it's gonna look good at the end of the month. Well, I will tell I will tell you this, Leslie, because you know I've had my own weight loss journey. Keep it simple, son. Yeah, it's simple. This is this simple. Is yeah, but you're going all the way out. You're talking about acquired taste. How about just regular old H2O? Drink a lot of it. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah. You I don't drink too. Too. But, you know, I think you know, I, I'm always extra. Weight loss especially. Yeah. Um, drinking your calories. If, if you cut out your calories that you're drinking, um, everything else will kind of fall in place. Um, I mean, you pick up anywhere from three to 600 calories, depending on what you're drinking, depending on how much you're drinking. You may pick up more than that. Um, depending on what it is, and especially if it's sodas, um, Gatorade, believe it or not, has a lot of carbs. Um, it's made for that. Um, so you know, water is the best thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, look, let's now that we're all on and we got this going the proper way, let's do a proper introduction of our guests. How about that? Let's just re let's rewind and let's get this party kicked off right. Charles, won't you introduce our guest? Well, Andre Jordan is our guest. Uh, she goes by many names, many titles, but she's here to talk to us about uh, some of the realities in coronavirus and her her viewpoint as a healthcare professional. So, Andre, I'm just going to toss it over to you and talk to the people and tell them about your background and what you're seeing and how to deal with, with uh, the pandemic. Well, um, as an ICU nurse, uh, trained. Um, I've been in administration for quite some time, but I'm one of those hands-on nurses, so I can't get away from the bedside. So I've, I've seen quite a bit. Um, luckily, in our area where I am, um, 
well, I'm not going to say in our area because I work in the federal system and taking care of veterans is a little bit different than taking care of patients out in the private sector. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the private sector is having the influx. They are. Um, we are set up at the VA to take on any influx that may happen. Of course, we were trying to, as they say, flatten the curve. So, um, and, you know, I can't say that we are. I'm saying that we're taking chances if we are, you know, start opening up too quick. Um, you know, if we are behind the curve, per se, we have the opportunity to open that curve back up. So what we don't want to do is go out and move too fast. All right. So, so what I hear you saying, I'm going to stop right here. What I hear you saying is Mississippi is opening up. <laughs> How do you deal with that as a as a person with a family or individual or elderly individual, someone that has work responsibilities? What's your best advice on that? I say the best advice is to um, if you're going to. If you're going to get out, you need to follow all the, the sanitary precautions um, as far as you know, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, not touching everything. Um, I see people out with gloves on. I see, you know, I mean, be careful even when you go in the drive-thrus and things of that nature. People are using gloves and they're using them inappropriately. Um, PPE was made for healthcare providers. It wasn't mm -hmm. made for the public. We need to know how to use it. And then we need to know how to recognize um, when people are using it improperly. Right. Well, give an so, example of that. The main no, thing is, let me stop um, you right what there. I, what I do when okay. I go out in public, um, I do wear a mask. I wear one that's handmade. Um, I wear a surgical mask when I come to work. Um, but out in the public, if you want to wear a mask, I suggest you should. I suggest you should, you know, do physical distancing. We say social distancing, but, you know, we on social media and everything like that. So that really doesn't, that's not really it that's not the word to use. I think it's more physical distancing. So we right. need to look and make sure that we're six feet away from people, not to stand up on, you know, people when you're talking to them, not allow people to come speak directly in your face, things of that nature. Um, you need to make sure you're washing your hands. I mean, mm -hmm. that's something that we should be doing anyway, but we need to make sure we're washing our hands um, in between whatever it is that we're doing, whatever it is we're touching, gas stations, knobs, um all of those things okay when you're going through yeah. the drive-thrus to get your food and all that and you see people with gloves on ask them to take them off because they're using the same gloves in between well they're using the same glove for each person that rolls through so basically so what i do so basically is, they're passing it around with they're just with passing the it around on. yeah I had, I had a question around, they're putting they're putting it on everything they're touching everything yeah. so these people do not they're wearing gloves. You think it's for their protection. You think it's for your protection, but it's not protecting anybody or anything. It's they're touching everything. So you want to ask them to remove their gloves. And if you have sanitizer, give them some. If not, ask them to sanitize their hands. Let the sanitizer dry because hand sanitizer doesn't work if it's not dry. You have to give it. It has a, a, a time period to work. Okay, you have to allow hand sanitizer to work. It's not, I mean, to dry. If it's not dry, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Hey, Liz, I think Liz is trying to ask you a question. He is, and I can't hear him. What's your question, Liz? My question is, you mean it doesn't work in a second? 
He says, does hand, how long does it take for hand sanitizer to kick in is basically what he wants to know. Hand sanitizer, once it dries, is red. Okay. All right. But so you once, have to make, number one, there's a certain amount of hand sanitizer you need to use. You need to use at least, a, a, I would say, a nickel to a quarter size okay. amount of hand sanitizer, depending on how, how big your hands are. You need to make sure that your hands, okay, so you may need a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are small okay but you want to make sure that you're getting every area of your hand okay? okay every area of your hand every area up under your nails if possible okay make sure it dries mm -hmm. once it dries it's ready your hands are ready to be you know to touch whatever it is that you're trying to touch okay, okay. all right, all right. In the another, world, we say i do i do I'm so sorry. uh charles center this question you know, we just saw in the news where a medical professional, after recovering from the coronavirus, uh, went back to work, ended up taking her life. I wanted Audrey to just address, just as a person, like not, well, as a medical professional, but just the human side. What is it? Because, you know, as a civilian that's not in that world, I mean, I had to be Get to your question. The bottom line is, what is the human element? Like, what is the whole... <laughs> That's being placed on the human workers right now that's in the medical profession. He, he, wants, he wants to know your opinion on the stress that's being placed on the healthcare system. More specifically, uh, he's talking about a healthcare worker who took their own life. And what type of stresses are on you all as healthcare professionals who are caring for individuals who may have contracted COVID 19? So, the lady you're talking about, the physician who took her life in New York. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. New York is seeing things that we're not seeing mm -hmm. in, on our side of the world. And I'm not trying to downplay COVID-19 at all because it is a serious, it's a serious pandemic. Um, healthcare workers need, they need an outlet. Okay. If you know that in, anybody needs an outlet, these parents that's taking care of their kids at home now that kids don't go to school. <laughs> and you got to be the teacher and the parent yeah. all day because people are used to sending their kids. A lot of people are stressed right now. This is a different time. You know, mm -hmm. we're living in a different time, an unprecedented time, right? And so, you know, when it comes to mental health, you know, mm -hmm. when you know that you're becoming overwhelmed, you need to, to step back, step away. Mm -hmm. um, in the healthcare world, um, I'm a true advocate for healthcare providers, for nurses, things of that nature. And I'm a advocate for taking care of yourself um when you know that you're getting overwhelmed you need to step away mm -hmm. take off do whatever you need to do and i know in this situation sometimes we feel like we can't we feel like if we don't do everything that we're supposed to do or don't show up then we're letting people down um well you have to think about yourself and think about your family and the people that are around you and if you get to the point of of having suicidal thoughts things of that nature want to you know uh do things that that's going to harm yourself you need to seek help speak okay. to someone you know start talking about it start having a conversation put it out don't bottle don't bottle it in um you know and then seek help we have there are eaps employee assistant pro assistance programs that are out there mm -hmm. um that can help you um they can help you talk about what you're going through they can help you get set up financially they can do a lot of things for you so you don't need to take those things for granted um I'm not, you know, I didn't get a real deep dive into what caused this lady, 
you know, and everybody wants to, to you know, blame COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, as a physician, um, you know, I would think that she knows or she should have known. But, you know, it, and by saying that, I'm not trying to pass blame or saying, you know, or anything. And I'm definitely not trying to downplay what, it, what occurred. But, you know, there's a lot of other questions, I think, surrounding right. why right. this happened. Um, I don't want to just put it on the pandemic. She could have had a history. And we didn't know about her history. Um, because we don't know everything about every employee or every physician or everybody that comes through, right? right? Right. So we don't know what kind of life, you know, each person is living. We don't know their background, but they're, you know, what they came up in. We don't know, right? So, of course, we can't judge and we can't say, but I would say that if you know that you're having issues and you know that you're having problems or you're feeling some kind of way um, mentally, um then you need to reach out, you know, to someone. And again, an an, um, employee assistance program, I am so sorry, y'all, but my lights go off in my office (laughs) on their own. (laughs) Um, On the green space. (laughs) Yeah, technology. So we have, I appreciate that. That's that's a very good explanation of of how to approach it. Say something to someone, start the discussion, take advantage Mm -hmm. of the insurance programs. Uh, Thank you for that. We have a question from um, we have a question from the audience. You were talking about hand sanitizer. They want to yeah. know uh, how well does alcohol on hands work? Is that good? Alcohol is the same. It's um, it, it it works just as well, but you need to let it dry. Let it dry. Okay. Yeah, let, yep. Let it dry. For those of you in the audience who are sanitizing on a regular basis, make sure you let it dry before you pick up anything, because if not, you just passing stuff around. I do want to throw this one thing out. Um, I did send you guys some information um, mm-hmm. from HRSA um, about uh, the money that was given through the CARES Act and through PPP, uh, the Paycheck Protection Program and all of these acts that are out here now, the yeah. first act, things of that nature. Um, you know, it's providing a billion dollars for testing. Okay. You know, for providers to test the uninsured. Okay. So especially in our community, we need to make sure that, you know, if we're having any kind of symptoms, if we're having any symptoms, we need to call, call our provider or call a provider, mm-hmm. any urgent care, any um, ED, there are numbers on the CDC's website. There, there are numbers on the Mississippi Department of Health website that you can call if you're having symptoms. Um, call in. See who, you know, let them know what your symptoms are. and They'll tell you where to go to get tested. Okay. okay. Um, we all need to wait. That's another thing that we as a community do. We get sick and we say, oh, it's not, it's not a cold. Oh, well, it's not like, oh, we'll get over it. Okay. We don't need to wait. When we start having symptoms, especially with what's going on right now, we need uh-huh. to make a phone call. Okay. We need to go over our symptoms and we need to act on it and get okay. tested. Um, even if you're uninsured, um, get tested because now um, the the Family First Act is providing um, reimbursement to providers who give tests to those who are uninsured. Okay, and okay. also for and there's a hundred billion dollars that's sitting out there that's that's ready to be divvied up for um, providers who are pro- who are providing treatment for COVID patients. So if you actually treat it, you're uninsured you get tested positive, you have to get treatment, 
there's reimbursement for it. So, you know, don't be worried about that because you shouldn't be billed. Okay. Cause there's a provision in there that says that you should not be billed for, um, any COVID related, um, issues or okay. treatment. Okay. Now we have a question from the audience about the disproportionate, uh, number of cases, black and brown cases. Um, I know what I've been reading is that in the, in the African-American community here in Mississippi, uh, we have an extremely high number of deaths and reported cases. So can you speak to your experience or what you're seeing as a professional uh, here in Mississippi? So um, I can't speak for Mississippi. I know what the numbers are saying for Mississippi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure now when all of the um demographics started being documented okay so um so and i think that's fair to say um but um i believe that there is a high rate simply mm -hmm. because of and i'm just talking about the things the the data that is out there you know across the country nationwide yeah um, because of our comorbidities and things that we have our underlying health care health conditions and um our access to health um, there is a higher incidence of death. Um, now, where I am, I have not. Um, luckily, where I am, we've, we've had four COVID patients, um, none of them to expire. Um, one that was critically ill, and he's doing much, much better. Um, so, um, you know, um, as far as the death rate and things of that nature, I can't speak on it from my own personal experience, but I think that we do have a responsibility, you know, to um, take care of ourselves, yes. to seek treatment quicker because we are known to, like I said, take our time in trying to get help. That's true. Um, we wait until the last minute and then, you know, when things happen, then we have to, then we find some someone or something to blame. And, um, and so we have to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves and make sure that we're doing what we need to do to seek help and seek care as soon as possible. What about, is real. What, about, what about this now? What's your, what's your take as a healthcare professional on, you know, there are some people that say you can spray Lysol on everything. You can kill everything <laughs> with, with Lysol or drink a little bleach or, you know, disinfectants <laughs> in your system. Um, and I actually see some people have tried that in New York. So what's Not your... Not just in New York, across the country. Yeah. People have so, really tried that. So what is, what, um, is your, what is your word for the day on that? <laughs> the word for the day on that is, you know, uh, what is the word? Uh, the word is, you know, when we reach a certain place, in our lives and in in our position in our position we have a responsibility of how we speak and what we say and who's yeah. gonna listen to us right, That's right. Um, to whom much is given much is required that's right right that's okay right. okay so uh we have a requirement to make sure that the information that we get out is accurate all right we also have a requirement to be quiet yeah. <laughs> and let the professionals well. Well, let me jump in. We have some more right? questions that have popped in too. So, so we need yeah. to be quiet. All right, so Liz, Liz. do not drink Clorox. Do not spray Lysol on everything. Yeah. Um, now we have been known to put a little bleach in our water when we're taking our baths. You can still stick to that. You okay. Know? Maybe just you know a little capful. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That ain't yeah. gonna hurt you. 
You know, yeah. but if you're allergic to stuff now, I'm a healthcare professional. If you got an allergy, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know what we're allergic to, so you might want to test it out first in the little yeah. corner, yeah. you know. But All right. so Leslie, Leslie has some questions and some comments based off of some of the stuff that you've said. Go, okay. go ahead, Leslie. All right, John. So the first question, uh, and you can repeat it so Audrey can hear because I don't think she can hear me. Okay. So I have you uh, call out the question for her. All right. The question is, as a cancer survivor and still under the care of an oncologist, uh, should I still limit my contact with others? Um, yes, you should still limit your contact with others. Um, you have an underlying condition that predisposes you to um, having a, a, a decreased immune system. So um, you've had some medications, I, I imagine, in the past um, for that treatment. So you want to limit yourself. Um, you want to make sure you take all the precautions. Okay. Yeah, I got a senior question. We have you know, a couple we don't more. Know who has what? Um, because yeah. the the symptoms present differently mm -hmm. in in every in every case that we have seen. Some things remain the same, but some of the symptoms are different. So, depending on how strong your immune system is, some people don't even have symptoms and they are positive. Right. Um, some people have mild symptoms, um, maybe a headache, um, maybe um, some sinus congestion, maybe a cough, a dry cough, a sore throat that comes and goes away. Um, we see diarrhea. Diarrhea is a, a real symptom in, um, in COVID. And typically the diarrhea comes after the shortness of breath, after the cough, um, after you've had that for a while, after the headache, then you'll see symptoms of of um, diarrhea so okay. there's a lot of um the symptoms you know again they present differently in different people mm -hmm. so it depends you know on the so best case scenario would be to limit contact at all costs at all costs okay until we know how to treat it all right the next question do you feel any of the inequities we see in healthcare? are a form of systematic racism? If not, what do you attribute these inequities to? So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a short answer. And if you wanna add to this, Audrey, go right ahead. Yes right. and yes. We already know, we already know that there are inequities that have been in place uh, since the founding of this country. It's not new. It's not, it's not borne out by COVID. It's not borne out by anything other than that is the structure from three-fifths voting rights three-fifths a man you, you at one point you weren't even you weren't even counted as a whole person so of course there are inequities so uh it's not just as as you deal with a pandemic uh those are things that are structurally baked into the united states of america's cake so andre that's my take on it what's your take on it and then leslie give us your take on it <laughs> okay, so um, there are some inequities. Mm -hmm. There are. Um, <laughs> it's tough. And I mean, it, it, it is tough. It is tough because there are some <laughs> inequities. You're going to see more inequities in more urban places, you know, than you are yeah. going to see in other places. So there are some inequities. Um, the the responsibility that we have, though in those inequities because we realized where we are, we realized, you know, 
what's going on around us, but we have a responsibility to educate ourselves. Right. Um, we have a responsibility to research and to ask the right questions because in those inequities, we have quieted ourselves, right? Yep. We have quieted our inner person, our inner man, That's because, right. you know, inequities, racism, things of that nature, bigotry, all those things cause us to be quiet at the wrong times, you yep. know, because we have been afraid to speak up. Um, but in um, our own health, one thing that we do have control of is ourselves and our own bodies and our own minds. Right. And we need to we need to do the research for ourselves and we need to ask the questions and we don't need to take no for an answer. So inequities a lot of times come because we, you know, agree to some of these things that are yeah. happening. So we don't need to take no for an answer. When you feel like you're having symptoms, you feel like something is going on with yourself, and this is outside of COVID. This is anything that's going on with your body. You mm -hmm. need to speak up on it. And okay. you need to make whoever you're talking to, the provider, um, communicate with you and listen to you. You need to make them listen to you and make them communicate with you. Um, because a lot of times we get what we call white coat syndrome. When we walk in the doctor's office, we become passive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and we've known to become passive in you these the white coat and then you just whatever they say goes whatever they say goes and yeah. and what i and now i can tell you from this and this can be black and white i mean i was just reading in mississippi today where you know the first person who died from COVID was african-american woman who went to an african-american physician who diagnosed her with the flu and gave her um a z-pack mm -hmm. Well, a Z-pack is antibiotic. So let me explain this. Antibiotics don't treat viruses. Right. So he diagnosed her with a flu, which is a virus, mm -hmm. and gave her a Z-pack, mm. which is mm. for bacteria. Mm. Those are two different things, if you understand microbiology. Right. So a lot of people don't, but you need to know how things are treated and not just trust everything that a physician says just because they are who they are. Don't trust what I say just because I am who I am, you know? Um, but I'm gonna try to make sure as a nurse, I'm an advocate for my patient. I'm gonna make sure you have the right information. I'm not just gonna tell you something and not have the right information to back it up. Um, if, if I was in a position to treat you, I wouldn't just treat you, you know, haphazardly. Okay. Um, without doing the things that needs to be done. If somebody gives you antibiotics, they need to have some cultures to go along with that. You okay. know, otherwise, we don't even know if the antibiotics is treating whatever the issue is, even if it is a bacteria. So sure. those are some of the things that, you know, needs to happen. So it, when it comes to inequities, we need to speak up, ask the right questions, get the get answers before you get treatment. Okay. Liz? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, guys, if you got any more questions, uh, try to get a go ahead and get them in and I'll try to get those before uh, everybody before we end. Let me just say this. Inequities are not an excuse for you to stop pursuing uh, the outcome. And, and, and yes, they're in that. It's like Charles said, yes and yes. They're in inequities and in everything. There are inequities in education. We're seeing it now because we're homeschooled. Let me just be honest with you. What good does Zoom, uh, uh, Skype, uh, anything do if you don't have internet? That's right. So we're, we're, we're seeing inequities. Inequities are in every sector of our life. Food. With that being said, what responsibility do we have 
to to at least prepare ourselves to be able to ask questions so that we can maneuver around those inequities because the inequities are not going to go away they're not going to disappear you we're going to have to maneuver around them so that's just factual we look at time we can look at the last 400 years it has never been a time where there have been inequities so that being said i think the bigger question is um you brought up a good point audrey in terms of when you go to the doctor uh, white coat syndrome and I, even as a professional i get caught up in it you just i don't have white coat syndrome but i forget what i wanted to ask i think one of the things i started practicing was writing down my questions before i actually went to the doctor write down what you feel. Now, go through them so when they came in there and they tried to get out in 15 minutes no 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 hold on, hold on. i got some questions yeah in this specific instance i hear you saying write down what you're feeling Write down, write down any symptoms that you know. Ask about what type of medication you need and make sure you do not leave without getting a test. Because Andre just told us that there is money set aside for people that are uninsured or underinsured to be able to receive testing. So don't leave without those questions being answered. Write them down before you go so you don't get white coat syndrome. Mm hmm. All right, or take someone with you that can speak for you. Yeah, you know they they can help. You know when when you lose your thoughts, even if you forgot to write it down or whatever, you have somebody that can speak for you. Um, yeah. And there are healthcare advocates that are out there, people who are actually trained advocates. I am a, a trained healthcare advocate, um, but there are trained advocates out there that can go with you to the doctor that can speak for you, um, and help speak. You know, help you speak um, and ask the questions that need to be asked. Mm, someone wants to know, uh, for people who are asymptomatic, what is the likelihood of experiencing medical issues? For people who are asymptomatic with COVID? Right. Um, for people who are asymptomatic with COVID, um, there is a likelihood that they can experience some other medical issues. Um, there's some some data out there now that's saying that um, that's linking patients who have had COVID with strokes. Um, so things are changing. Uh, of course, we don't know how this uh, virus mutates. Um, we, we just haven't gotten a, a, a clear picture of how this, this um, virus is working in the body, um, simply because they're not, uh, not that I know. I don't know if there are autopsies that are being done that, you know, there may be some research that's taking place on actual, you know, cadavers from people who have passed. Um, and that's a lot of how we learn about science and a lot about how we learn about treatment and things of that nature. Um, and it's usually post-mortem right. um, after a person passes away um, that we find out and figure out some things that connected one illness, one virus to another. So um, it could be a possibility that you could get some other symptoms, some other medical issues. Um, it does attack the lungs. It, it attacks the liver. Um, we've seen a lot of it attacking kidneys. Um, so um, there could be a possibility that you, you could be asymptomatic in one instance and then start having some other issues. Um, but again, whatever the issues are, you need to see your medical provider. Okay. Audra, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? She cannot. 
Okay, she cannot. So here's a question, Charles. What are the what are some steps we can take as we re-enter this world um, to best protect ourselves? Um, you know, going back to work for the first time. If our employer makes us go back to work, what are some things we can do to best protect ourselves? What what steps would you recommend for those people who are re-entering the workforce after this absence to best protect themselves? Good question. I actually put out some data and some information on that. Um, the best way for um, people who are going back to work, um, you still need to take the same precautions. First of all, you need to check with your company and see what their policies are. See if they made any changes on their policies. They should have, as an organization, they should have made some changes. Um, every organization is making changes now. Um, so um, as far as protecting yourself, I will still wear a protective cover over my face. Um, I will still wear a mask if that's okay. Um, see if your organization is okay with that. Um, see if your organization is providing that. A lot of organizations are providing masks. Um, make sure you, you clean, make sure you keep your area clean. Um, knobs, doorknobs, computers, um, telephones, wipe things down on a daily basis. Um, a lot of organizations I, I've heard um, have, have beefed up their um, sanitation when it comes to cleaning up and making sure everything is clean and sanitized and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but of course, you, you definitely want to know the policies. As far as COVID-19 is concerned, um, if you're at work, you want to know your health care. You want to know your policies when it comes to calling in and taking off mm -hmm. and what you need to do. Some, um, some organizations are assisting in making sure that their employees get tested. Um, and they're offering time. So, of course, you want to speak to, you know, your human resource person, whoever he is, to see what type of leave, you know, that's being taken or that's being given. Um, especially if you come in contact with somebody at work who's tested positive for COVID-19 and you're off for that reason. That happened on the job. Mm -hmm. um, so um, there's a there's a lot of things that you need to do. Um, as far as returning back to work, um, when it comes to staying sanitized, protecting yourself, protecting others, um, being vigilant in that and making sure you know what your policies are, making sure, you know, seeing what the changes, what changes have been put in place for people to return back to work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what your employee has put in place for you to be able to come back and know that you are working in a safe environment. Okay. Okay. So. All right, we got a few minutes left in the show. Okay. Um, and yeah, you, you, we've gone through quite a bit of information. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to know because I started off while you guys were taking care of technical issues. Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me about your pop culture consumption during the pandemic. What <laughs> have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been cooking? Tell me something about that. Have you planted okay. any new plants? Tell me. Let, tell oh, I, can get, I can go. Listen, I have a list. So this is what I have done, and I think <laughs> this is what a lot of people can do. But okay, as far as books, I've read two books. Okay. I finished up Michelle Obama's book. I swear it took me six months to read that book. <laughs> it's good. It's just taking me six months with all the other stuff I'm doing. I've okay. read um Dapper Dan's book. Dapper okay. Dan's mm. Dapper Dan's book Dan. is a book of resilience. If you want to read a book that lets you know what you can do 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear, you know, if you start out as a hustler or whatever it is, and you think you're just not the best person that deserves whatever it is that you deserve, mm-hmm. um, Dapper Dan is a book that tells you, hey, you can come from nothing and really become something. And you can, okay. and, and success goes up and down. Okay. Yeah. You cannot measure your success, you know, by somebody else's success. Success. Um, so Dapper Dan's book is, is really good. It, it speaks a lot about resilience um, in the in the quest for success. Um, now, as far as cooking, man, I have I've tried all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I tried my grandmother is a is a awesome cook, right? She's taught me to cook a lot of things, but rolls was one of the things I never wanted to cook or never wanted to make. I never wanted to make rolls, cinnamon rolls, anything like that. When she started making rolls, I have dough and pow- and uh, flour sweat, uh, stretched from mm-hmm. one end of the counter to the yeah. next. I would just leave the house altogether. But I have tried hand in making rolls because I said I, my grandmother is 93 now. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I'm going to get her so she can come live with me. Okay. Um, but uh, she, she's that is something I really want to learn before she goes. Okay. Right. All right. And I don't know who may go first, but that's one thing I want to learn. Right. As far as my garden, yeah. I've planted quite a few things. And I think that's that's something that people can really get out and do and, and become reconnected with the family. Um, get out and plant a garden. Um, that's one of the things we can do in our community. Um, that's one of the least expensive things that we can do in our community that helps build our health and build our immune system. Um, get outside, get some fresh air, and you know, plant a garden. Get with get with people in the community and find a little plot, little area, and plant a few things and watch some things grow. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna pop a couple comments yeah. our audience had of what they were doing on the screen so Charles can see them. Um, Jimmy Sarden says, "I'm on book number eight, avid reader." Give us a list. Put a list. Jimmy says she's on book number eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> CC says, still working, still working on her. Oh my God. <laughs> K puzzle. See, I'm going to let, you, I'm let you have that puzzle. One of my frat brothers has a question down in there somewhere, Liz. Let's see if you can pull it out so I can see. Uh, All right, see who is it? Is it? Uh, I don't see it. Okay. It may not be showing up. I just got a text. I just got a text message off air about that. Um, let me let me scroll down again. Um, is it something about being active? Nope, I don't see that. But Jimmy says very insightful information. That I pass you that. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh wait a minute, this is funny. This is what almost got me choked up laughing. CC said. Oh yeah, no. Keep your hands to yourself, see. Uh, <laughs> uh, this COVID, this COVID nineteen quarantine got people wanting to touch each other real bad. Yeah, here we go, Charles. That's, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you dealt with any cases where you've seen skin irritations from COVID nineteen? Yes. Okay. I have. That's All right, Madeline. The answer is yes. Uh, what form they come in, can't really speak to that unless you unless you have something specific in mind, RJ. Um, um, I can speak to the type of, you know, there are localized rashes. 
localized rashes. Okay. Localized rashes. So you start getting a high fever with localized, which which fever sometimes can cause a localized rash. So, mm -hmm. you know, all of that can kind of go together. That's a big word. What you talking about localized? I'm, I'm from the country. I don't know. What, what are you talking about? Localized rashes. What is that? Leslie wants to know what it means when you when you say localized. That's what I was getting ready to, I was going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> so localized can be in certain locations of the, of the, of the body. So we've mm -hmm. seen them um, localized to the stomach area, mm -hmm. to the trunk, to the back, mm -hmm. you know, to your lower back area. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes on the thighs, uh, we've seen um, some rashes, um, seen some other places. Man, I won't talk about that on air. Um, but you know, if you start getting localized, high, small, red, bump looking areas, um, irritated looking areas, mm -hmm. it may be a concern, especially if you, you're getting that with a high fever, um, and some other symptoms and especially, you know, some symptoms may be diarrhea, like I said, um, any other symptoms that go along with that sore throat cough. Uh, but make sure you check your temp. And if you are concerned, check your temp twice a day. Check it in the morning, check it at night. Um, usually there's a spike somewhere um, along the way, either late at night. Sometimes there's a spike in the temp. Um, sometimes early in the morning, you may have a spike. So you want to check it in the mornings and at night. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that, Audrey. I see mm -hmm. we have a James Patterson fan in the house. So if you are a fan of James Patterson, that means you should automatically take a look at Stuart Woods. Okay. Um, Stuart Woods is a contemporary of Patterson, and he has a very uh, interesting cast of characters. So um, just like you have Davenport and some others with uh, with Patterson, you have uh, Dino Bichetti and uh, quite a few characters on the Stuart Woods side that'll keep you busy and occupied if you like that type of fiction. Well, let me just say, while y'all reading books, I'm reading tech tech manuscripts and code and innovation. So that's my kind of to get me out of out of in my own space. So I do that. I'm learning new software, new applications. So that's kind of my release. Uh, so for all you tech warriors out there, I feel you. My my niece was supposed to be teaching me Spanish, but I don't know how she's gonna make it as a professor because she hadn't given me one assignment. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. She hadn't taught you anything. No. <laughs> no. My son and I've been working together on um on learning Spanish. Uh, so every word, everything I I think I I know how to say in Spanish, she corrects me. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. We've been practicing. All right. Leslie, any final comments? Let me just check. I think we got one last one uh, comment. Uh, headquarters said, hey, my guys, love y'all. Stay safe. Same to you, head. Stay safe. And to everybody, um, I think for me, and, and thanks to Audra for coming on, and, and hopefully this won't be the last time, I think that uh, we all just got to continue to be diligent. And uh, nobody really knows all the right answers, but we're going to always kind of try to give you information. There goes my light. As we get it, and there goes Audrey's light. So I can see that that light is on a timer. That's a technology thing, guys. Yeah. She, when she don't move, 
And see, that means she wasn't moving. When she don't move in so many, so much time, the lights go out. See, that's, <laughs> that's energy efficient. But, yeah. Yeah. but I, I think for me, I want to address one final thing for all parents out there. Because to be a parent that's trying to work, trying to be teacher, and, and here's my message to teachers. I love you. I respect all that you do. But just giving them assignment and having them download, that's not you teaching. Cause then they gotta come to us when they ask questions. You guys need to be on Zoom or whatever, in there, posted up at certain times of the day where they can come to you and ask you questions. I'm not equipped for that. I'm just saying. Thank you, Superintendent Peters. We uh, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> we have all learned is that, and I, I say this uh, all the time. There's book learning, and then there's world learning. You can have you can have the biggest brain in the world and, and cram it full of stats and not really be able to function in the world if you don't have good common sense. This is a good time to teach common sense. I give you one concrete example, and then I'm, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I talk to my boys about what happens if somebody sneezes in their presence and what they're supposed to do, and what happens. Daddy got into some pepper, and Daddy sneezed in the car, and everybody went quiet and started ducking and looking like. Oh, no, he just told us that's a good way to catch COVID. <laughs> so right. they are aware of the things, the lessons that you're teaching them. Uh, I think we talked about this on a, on a previous segment. It doesn't always have to be the book. Um, there's a place for that book. But engage them in card games. Engage them in reading assignments. Engage them in play acting. Engage them in a whole host of stuff uh, that's going to get the creative space going uh, between their ears, and that, that, that'll that carry them uh, a long, long way. Mm -hmm. Wow. Any, any parting thoughts? Um, I just want everybody to stay safe out there, and again, common sense is, is not common, so uh, yeah. we do need to ask questions if we have questions, you know. Uh, make sure you get the answers that you need if you're asking questions, if you need answers. Um, Stay safe, stay healthy, um, protect your mental health. Uh, you know, take a break from, from social media, take a break from, you know, some of the things that cause you stress mm -hmm. um, and, and take care of yourself okay. and get plenty of rest. Plenty of rest, now's the time mm -hmm. to do it because when- Drink plenty of water, get plenty of rest. It, now is the time to do it. Take it from an essential person. <laughs> if I could work from home, I wouldn't have a complaint. Right, right. Well, we thank you for participating in today's show, Audre, and uh, we look forward to having you back. Uh, thank you. Leslie. Look forward to being back. Thank I you. I hope to come back. I hope. I can't wait. All right. Leslie, I see you put the number up there. So we're still open for those people who want to, who need legal services. We are open. Uh, now is the time to dream up that new business. Uh, I'm not advocating for... Uh, anything other than new business and new ideas right now the other stuff will sort itself out so right. give us a call if you, you know, need new business you need to fix your credit you need to learn how to leverage it hit me up uh now's the time to definitely tackle that if you just want to know some things you can do just need a quick phone call of how you can protect your credit during this time hit me up i'd be happy to help you all right well that's all i have all right thank you guys bye Audrey. bye
Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you have an idea, a thought, a goal, and just don't know how to get started, hit us up at chatwithless.com and schedule a time that works for you. And we'll figure it out together.